When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, my talkers, it's the final hour of Lori and Julia on this thirsty Thursday. Going to get our weekend started here starting tomorrow, but uh, still plenty of fun to have in this last hour on Lori and Julia. Thanks, Josh. Here we are. So, um, okay, so the big morning get that happened on the morning shows today was Gail King sitting down with Camille Vasquez, who was the woman who is uh, one of the co-lead attorneys uh, on the defense for Johnny Depp. Yes. And they showed a little teaser, and then they it was a very interesting interview because they... Um, Gail, they went to the New York office and she met like the team of young, you know, these are all like recent gr- law school grads because they were all like 30, the team that worked on it because they had like six. Imagine how much money this cost, oh. both Johnny and Amber. On, on his legal team. Uh, on the legal team. Uh-huh. So it was very interesting. And um, I thought, man, if there was anybody who came out of that with a known name recognition, it was Camille Vasquez. 100%. And she was just so good. And um, so here we just picked one little audio clip. The whole thing is posted on CBS. It was about a, you know, 12 and a half minute interview, but talking about just, um, I think they start with um, basically Amber Heard's appealing the guilty verdict, right? And and Johnny's team, what their next steps are, and that's so true because that's what the very first thing he said. I'm here because I have nothing left to lose, mm-hmm. and I think that he did want everybody to know it. Yeah, I, yeah. and you she know? said she also said that if Amber Heard's team hadn't filed an appeal to overturn the ten million dollar, they wouldn't have filed to overturn the two million, um, right? on Johnny's previous lawyer, this Ellen Waldman, who was found to have defamed Amber. And she said, it's just legal strategy, you know, tit for tat, basically. It was a very interesting... I thought so, too. ...interview. I know CBS and Gail King were getting some blowback because people were like, you spent more time on Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, than the January 6th hearings. You know, when are morning news shows going to get back to more news? And so they did get a little bit, I think. But I was like, is that ABC and NBC being all catty? catty and people, they like, you know, they missed the get? Yeah, because well, she, she would have, they would have all been trying to talk to her. And obviously NBC was out because, because they, they had Amber and her attorney on. The day after. The day after. Yeah. So that was, they were never seriously. And um, so it might have been just a personal choice between, um, you know, 
Gail and Robin. And Camille wanted to be one step closer to Oprah. I would have picked Gail, too. There there you go. I would have, too. But and another thing they talked about with the legal team and the approach with Camille Vasquez at the head of it is that they wanted to have a younger attorney group yeah. on this. There's different perspectives with social media that they needed to know about. Mm-hmm. You know, different, fresher eyes, they said. Yeah. They didn't want... An older, stodgier group of people on this. They wanted really a lot of young people. That was their strategy. Yeah. To have a young crew mm-hmm. take a look at this and look at it from different angles. So I just, I think they did a brilliant job. But they also said that, like you said, you know, we expected her to file again. So we had a strategy and plan in place yeah. to file back. And um, it's standard. Like yeah. you said, I just think she's. She's smart, and I. she said she's been working with Johnny Depp before this even came. For about five years. Yeah, so she's Different been, litigation yeah. things that come up with yeah. when you're a famous Hollywood movie yes. star. By mm. the way, speaking of lawsuits, NeNe Leakes, um, supposedly, a ju- well, not supposedly, a judge has given both Bravo and NBC and NeNe Leakes until August 19th to negotiate the um she said that she was discriminated against while she was at Bravo right. the hostile work environment right blah 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 and um she's also accused them of being racist and um anyway the word is that she would like to strike fear in Andy's cold cold heart and she would love she's threatening I've got Kathy Griffin on my side, and Kathy Griffin knows everything about what's going on at Bravo. Right. She was the Emmy-winning show, right. one of the first big hits for Bravo, My right. Life on the D-List. So at the beginning of it. And Kathy Griffin hates Andy. Yes, she does. Hates it's, him with a passion. And he and, hates a wreck. And she will, she's not afraid of him, and she would spill the tea like, yep. you know, yep. a drunk waiter. Okay, so while okay. we're, while we're there, so that all works in Nini's favor if she's right. using that. I don't know if there's anything uh, whether Kathy joins the suit in this, you know, Nini's, uh, you know, crusade. But Bravo and um, NBC are like, you know, dun dun dun. They don't want this to go to trial. I can't. But I think she is fierce and behind it mm-hmm. and wants it to happen. She plans to fight until her last breath, according to a source. Okay, if anybody mm-hmm. watched The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills last oh, night. It was epic. It can was we epic. just chat? Oh, yeah. I I can't. I I am not into this show. You know, I try not it's to so be into good. these. It is. It's unfolding. Like, it was crazy. So last night, it was a Christmas party at Diana Jenkins. Mm-hmm. And we she, posted Asher singing in his little Lord Fonterloy red velvet suit. And Asher's night. Diana Jenkins little boy toy. Yes. Uh-huh. Supposedly her beard. Yes. Is that funny? Mm-hmm. And so while he's singing, Erica Jane got wasted. Mm-hmm. Wasted. And I just, she's a mean person. Oh, she's so mean. She started singing. It was absolutely, there were so many cringy moments on that show last night that I couldn't stop watching. But Mean Girls of um, Beverly Hills is trending on yes. Twitter. It's like yes. the third thing trending under important things. And it's. <sighs> 
And it's just everyone is so sick of Erica Jane, well, of Lisa Renna. Well, but it's particularly Lisa, Erica Jane, and then Lisa's very closely followed. But people are, you know, she told Garcelle's uh, 14-year-old kid to bleep off, not once but twice. Asked Garcelle's married son for a threesome, told a woman with, you know, an eating, eating disorder, disorder that, to take laxatives. Yeah. Those are little mistakes, and Kyle keeps defending her, and now I'm wondering if Kyle is defending her because Maurizio is involved in some of the fraud that she and Tom are getting sued for in this federal racketeering. He's named in the lawsuit. It is. This because is something. last night, Kyle was defending um, Erica, Erica and said, you can't call her an alcoholic. You can't throw that around. I'm like, you're the one who called your own sister an alcoholic and told the world she was an alcoholic on this very show. Do you want to know one of the funniest things, though, Mm. for me is the relationship between Kathy Hilton and Kyle, their sisters, Mm -hmm. and how Kathy Hilton likes to get Kyle's goat and they hide things from each other. Like suddenly it's time to leave. So Kathy hides her little sister's purse and they hide. They take things. It made me enjoy (laughs) Kathy because we're going to see something crazy towards the end of the season that's going to make her look bad. Remember, no one has a good second season, even only as a friend of the show. Right. And Erica Jane's reason for not going to Paris Hilton's wedding and stuff is I didn't want to bring bring my shame, my scarlet letter shame. And you notice how Kathy Hilton didn't care. She didn't care at at all. all. She just stared and said, I got to go to the other room. Yeah. And Erica's crying and she's like, I got to go. Yeah. I mean, she just got a courtesy invite no one would have even noticed that she was there there were like 600 people at that wedding i know i just thought that i'm so sorry i know that you're upset that i didn't attend the festivities and kathy hilton was like <laughs> it looked like she was thinking did i invite you <laughs> by the way the wonderful rendition of oh holy night is on the Lori and julia show oh, page yeah. oh, anybody thank wants you. to check it out oh, so. yeah. oh towards the end when erica starts drunkenly singing along and garcelle is like rolling her eyes and going boy she misses the spotlight i was surprised diane didn't lose her you know, I was line. too, and then Erica Jane tipped over and fell backwards off one of the seats, and yeah, she was something last night. And Lisa Rena, oh dear, mm-hmm. I th- they're going to change the cast. I think they. I are, think it's a. Big, I can feel it. Yeah, and and it, I wouldn't mind it if Brandy Glanville came back because she's so funny. I wouldn't either. And why next- does Lisa Rena always have to invoke Harry? And Harry told me he thinks Garcella's happy. I don't think Harry cares. I don't think I think he- it's. Her way of saying things, but no one not cares a, what Harry thinks. But she—it's a way of saying things she thinks and feels, but blames it on him. I don't even think Harry cares. No, but she uses <laughs> yeah. him as her mouthpiece. Yes. while he's not there, so right. I can say, "Well, Lori didn't like that person," right? Instead of me saying something mean about the person because I didn't like the person. Yeah, and I blame it on you. That's right. Do it all the time. Oh my! Word. Thank you, Down. Every <laughs> opportunity that Lori, she doesn't like that person, and it's me. It's you all along. <laughs> it's me all along. All right, it is time for the Dirt Alert with Holly, and we'll be right back. Hello, Holly. Hi, Julia. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Thursday. Yes. Yes, we've been here. <laughs> <laughs> so have I. And let us continue to be here with our Dirt Alert. Some nice casting news to start off with today. Oscar winner Troy Kotzer, who won his Oscar for starring in the movie Coda this year, has announced a new project that oh, he's good. going to be doing. It's an untitled project for Disney+, Plus, and it's based on the true story of the 2021 football team from the California School for the Deaf in Riverside, California. I love this. Troy Kotzer is going to play the team's coach, and he's also executing producing the project with his Coda co-star Marley Maitland. Okay, I love that. I I love love that Apple and Apple was the one who were behind the movie. 
that I can't think of the name. Coda. Coda. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and this That's... is this is going to be on Disney Plus. Oh, I thought it was Apple. Okay. No, moving over to streaming services. But uh, Coda, for you, Lori and Julia, that was one of your favorite films from last oh, year. Oh, we so wanted good. it to win, and it won Best yes. Picture. We watched it. I loved it. We loved it. Early. Oh, loved it. Yeah, remember, people actually won Oscars at this year's Academy Awards. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, uh, Disney Plus is partnering with the school and the California Department of Education to tell the story of the team's historical undefeated season and how it earned a spot in the California State Championship game for the first time in school history. Mm. I feel like I'm going to cry when I watch uh, this movie. I oh, feel like you, you not- too. I love it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's a movie instead of a... Instead of a series. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So it could be a tele... Well, it could... You know, Julia, I'm going to take that back because I'm not sure about that because uh, this is exclusive TV rights. Okay. And Disney-branded television is working on developing this. Okay. So at this point, it could really be anything. Mm-hmm. Got it. But get out your hankies. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Emily Ratajkowski is saying things without actually saying them. She's doing the old backhanded social media like by liking tweets about her estranged husband, Sebastian Bear McClard's alleged cheating. Well, according to Dumois, for about a year, he's like cheated on her like a dirty dog everywhere with everybody. That's so gross. And we never could figure out. We were Why like, she, what she saw in what him. What she saw in him, because we were being snobby about his looks, Holly, if you can imagine that. Well, you know, Emily Ratajkowski, one of the most beautiful women out yeah. there. Right. With uh, Sebastian Bear McClard, who mm-hmm. is a guy. Right. Yes. <laughs> he is a guy. He looks like a guy. I don't, I suppose, you know, he's not a supermodel. Let's just say that. No, he's no. not. Uh, yeah, now page six reporting that uh, Emily was leaving Sebastian after he allegedly cheated on her. So, you know, Emily liking tweets about these allegations. I think that it says everything there. Mm-hmm. Now, her reps are not re- uh, returning a request for comment, but I feel like that's enough comment. Yeah, that I is think enough. So. Yeah. Um, let's move over to some drama with model Angie Everhart. Who is oh, she? You, you, All right, you, I'm you looking recognize her. her if you saw her. Yes, a former Sports Illustrated model, actress. She's denying egging her neighbors home. Oh, okay, they, that's so funny. After they got into a fight over their dogs that bark from morning until night. Oh, now, Angie Everhart is accused of egging one of her neighbor's apartment after an argument over being repeatedly woken up by her dog's late night barking. Now, Angie Everhart is denying the allegations to the Daily Mail, but her neighbor neighbor named Christina is claiming that Angie Everhart yelled at her children about their family's <laughs> dog being too loud. Then, following that, Christina is alleging that someone rang her doorbell around one in the morning and she found her front door and balcony covered with egg yolk and cracked shells. Whoa! Now, Angie Everhart's rep tells TMZ, obviously. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. She had nothing to do with this, which is why police didn't even file a report. Hmm. But uh, Angie Everhart's rep is also alleging that other residents issue complaints about Christina's dog barking. So not denying that she was annoyed by the dog. Yeah. Who did, did she used to date? Who did she date? Oh, she was married to someone. Somebody Lori. famous. Yeah, yes. And they had a big breakup and like her career kind of stalled out. And I always wondered what happened to her. She's gorgeous. Yes. Gorgeous woman. But I can't remember who she was married to. Uh, she was married twice. Oh, she was with Joe Pesci, you guys. Oh, yes. okay. She was partnered with Joe Pesci, of all folks, from 2000 to 2008. Wow. Yeah. So, and she was also with Sylvester Stallone, Lori. Oh, that's there you was. go. Yeah. Oh, that's they were briefly of. engaged in 1995, but they never got married. She was engaged to Joe Pesci, but then they broke up in 2008. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so she's denying all of that. Uh, Friend of the show, Donna Mills. Yes. Yes. Is on the red carpet for the London premiere of the movie Nope. Oh, I'm so glad. She has a very small little cameo at the beginning of the movie. Have you seen that, Holly? I have not. It's so good. Ooh. What do you like about it, Lori? I like just how genius Jordan Peele is with his... The way he tells a story, his little winks and nods to different directors. I think um, Jordan uh, or Daniel Kaluuya is the most incredible, expressive eyeball actress move over Elizabeth Moss because he is a very quiet character. Kiki Palmer was a revelation. I forget how long she's been acting, but she, she was looks amazing. She was amazing in it, and it's got that. That old Hollywood story about the whole the Wrangler thing, because that's the main the part of the story is uh, Daniel Kalu and his sister Kiki Palmer. Their dad was um, they're like third generation horse wranglers. Bring, oh, I didn't know that. Bringing movies to sets oh, or horses right. to sets. Oh, I did not know yeah. that. All right. It is just, Kali, I really think you'll like it. Oh, fantastic. Julie, did you get a chance nope. to see No? No, nor will I. No. <laughs> a little too scary? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. not my thing. No, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I did like the Easter egg. I did see in the in the trailer that they had the space uh, spaceship fries electronic store, which yes. used to be a real thing. Was it? In, See, you're going to yeah. pick up even on more <laughs> stuff, Holly, than I think I would have picked up on. That was a real thing in Burbank, California. Wow. You go there and buy your electronics, and it was kind of a weird Tim Burton movie set. Well, Donna Mills, she's on the red carpet in London. Oh, she it. is with her daughter. She's looking like a million bucks. Is gotcha. that her daughter in the green dress? Yes. I was thought, who is that tall person with her? Donna Mills looks like a million bucks. Her daughter looks like a giant next to her. <laughs> Yeah, she certainly does. I mean, Laura, you have to go back. (laughs) And she's a foot and a half taller. Yeah, gorgeous as well. Oh, big time, but yeah. wow. Yeah, how fun. Uh, well, Donna Mills looks like she is thoroughly enjoying herself at the premiere of Nope in London. She's mouthing Lori and Julia. Yeah, right. I want to be on your show. 
I I'm going to call in. I know it. We, you <laughs> promised us. <laughs> going to hold you to that. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a spinoff of the Creed movies, which was a spinoff of the Rocky film franchise. Deadline.com record, uh, reporting that a spinoff titled Drago is in development at MGM. Now, details are being kept under wraps, but this would be associated with the character Drago, portrayed by Dolph Lundgren, who is in 1985's Rocky IV and 2018's Creed II. Lori, do you like Lori's? I didn't see these. Oh, movies. I liked Creed. I thought that was so good. Yeah, I, I'm for this. Well, Creed Three is going to have a little delay. That has been announced today. That is getting pushed back from release this fall until early spring, March third, twenty twenty three. Had to think about that a little bit. I'm like, yes, twenty twenty three is less than six months away. <laughs> is it that close? It is, Julia. It yeah. really, really is. Uh, you know what? That's all the dirt that we have for today because the music's going to play me out right now. Well, there we go. Thank you, Holly. Fabulous. Thank you, Lori. Enjoy it. You're Absolutely. Welcome. Don't forget Beyonce. We're going to listen to it tonight. Uh, oh, midnight. It's the night. Tonight. All right, my talkers, it is that time of day. It's 5.30 on a Thursday, which means one thing and one thing only. It's time for some of Lori's theories. She has a theory. Theories, people. Here's a theory for you. Do you think? Do you think you can uh, crack somebody's? You know, who's close to you, their password and five guesses. Do you think you'd be able to guess somebody's? Well, I know yours. I I can figure out yours. Yeah, I know. Because I know yours. Your friends. Yeah. Well, the average American thinks they can hack their significant others' devices or people close in their lives in just five attempts. Um, Said. People said they have like four go-to passwords that yeah. they use, um, different variations find... of the same thing. Yeah. And um, this is the part um, that really, I thought it would be higher. Only 65% feel frustrated with their passwords. And I'm like, why isn't that like more like 90%? What do you mean? Frustrated when they have to create a new account. Oh, it drives me or crazy. Or do another, you know, have another they sign up for a service. I got to have a password. People do not like that part of it. People are burnt out on passwords. 100% because there's too many to keep track of. That's right. And so like, I'm surprised it's only 65% right. of people. It seems like that should be higher. I just changed mine here for the first time in 19 years. Yeah. Or 20 years. Did someone I, tell you to do it? I had to because something got locked down. Okay. So I had to, but it's frustrating because every day I come in and type the, the old one. The old one. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I know what Casey always uses. Do you think you could crack mine? Yes. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, use, I do. Yeah, yes, I, I do. So I know. I've I know. changed. I've gotten, gotten a little clever. Have you? And a couple of them. Yeah. Well... The internet wasn't built with security in mind. No, so, I know. You need to change them. So as consumers, we have to we all experience how tedious passwords are yep. and two-factor security and that's just what people have to remember. Yes. That the internet wasn't uh um built for security. Yes. And like one in 5 uh people have been the identity of or victim of identity fraud. Fraud fraud which would just stink. Yeah, wouldn't it? Yep. So anyway, Bottom line, are we going to get to facial recognition and people will be just good with that? I hope for so. For some stuff? Well, our phones do it. Yeah. I have two sites that do it. Yeah. That I use frequently mm-hmm. that I need and I like that. 
Yeah. Okay, here's another little, um, I guess, speaking of phones, uh-huh. uh, this is kind of interesting. Um, put down the smartphone. They There's a, a study that's been done about all the digital technology that is everywhere, and people underestimate how fun thinking really is. Letting your mind wander. And they think they're having more fun looking at a TikTok, watching Instagram. And uh, the study is research from the United Kingdom, Germany, and Japan. And they found that people under really underestimate the enjoyment they get from just letting their mind wander without having a digital device or some sort of distraction. And they found that people consistently underrated how much enjoyment they get from simply sitting in the company of their own thoughts for up to 20 minutes thinking about whatever they want to. Humans have a striking ability to immerse themselves in their own thinking. Our research suggests that people have difficulty appreciating just how engaging thinking could be. That could explain why people prefer keeping themselves busy with devices and other distractions rather than taking a moment for reflection and imagination. So in this study, people could not use any of these things. And what they found is that each group thought, well, that was way more fun, way more fun than I thought it was going to be. Right. They couldn't look at anything. Right. And they didn't realize that because we, we don't let ourselves Lori, no one go does. in a, media, yeah, in a no waiting one, room and, no. you know, watch. There won't be anybody just no. every once in a while you'll see somebody with their eyes closed, just kind of leaning back and thinking. You don't see it. Mm-mm. You don't see it. It's- and if you allow your mind to wander, which is why a lot of people do want to like learn transcendental med- meditation, meditation so that because you can solve problems and you can enhance creativity and you can resolve maybe something that you've are struggling with in your life. And, you know, more and more we're hearing um, people are suing, I think, Instagram right now because of all the weight, weightest things and and the ideas kids are getting about weight. I, did you hear about that last week or something? I just think it. I think it causes anxiety. Oh, for sure. Staring at your phone all the time. Yeah. I think it causes anxiety. I'm missing out on that. I'm not doing that. Look at what they're doing. Even though you don't, you're not even like consciously jealous or anything. I think you're subconscious and we're older and trained, you know? I think the theory is take a break from information overload and maybe take 20 minutes a day. You can think of it as your meditation. Don't look at anything and just sit with your thoughts. I do that all the time. Do you? I do. Sometimes I just drive home in peace and quiet. Yeah. Just Just, have my windows open and just uh go. Does that make sense to you, Josh? Like maybe Josh, try are you yeah. on your phone all the time? Because I've noticed in the picture here that I see of you, you're on your phone this whole show. No, probably, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> Do you ever put it down? I try to. Yeah. Uh, I'm more of a computer guy, honestly. I have my face in front of the computer yeah. more so, especially are now. Are you a gamer? Not really. Okay. Okay. I'm in radio, so I don't have time for that. You don't have time for that. Um, Now, this one, um, I did. I sent this to Donnie when this uh, study came out. Okay. This was backed up by analysis from the American Heart Association. Um, Napping too much could lead to an early death. Okay, that's hysterical. (laughs) What did he say when he said it? 
<laughs> well, the American is, Heart Association came out with this. This is hysterical because they said a 20-minute nap is good for you. This is good for that you. That is right? okay. So ge- geriatric researchers looked at the sleep habits and medical histories of 360,000 people in the U.K., and participants who took naps almost every day saw a 24% increase in the likelihood of stroke and a 15% increase in high blood pressure. So um, it's just that, um, yeah, regular nappers maybe don't brag so much about it um, because it's just may, might be too much. As long as your nap doesn't last more than 30 minutes, you're good. Okay. But people who might be sleeping one or two hours every day is a nap. Not good. Okay. That's what they're finding. So your naps need to be limited. Okay. That's right. What does it lead to? Uh, what did I just say? I just I don't know. It. I'll just tell you. It leads to strokes and uh, high blood pressure. Wow. All right. 24% more. It's too much sleeping. It also interrupts your nighttime sleep. Oh, my God. Donnie was so proud of the fact he I, could he, cat nap for 20 minutes I know. and wake up. He, it was his nice. he did it every day, and yeah. everyone around the building knew it. Where's Danny? He's but he was so refreshed. He yep. wouldn't have gotten through 18 years with us, no, I he believe, if I he agree. didn't nap. He needed it. So Grant's going to start napping next yeah, right. when he comes back. <laughs> so don't nap more. Don't nap too much. Just nap a little bit. I wish. You wish. Yeah, I know it. I wish I could go to sleep. Um, okay, my last, yes. uh, This is. we'll call this Modern Family. Okay. Um, good show. Yeah, good show. Six out of ten parents admit to texting their kids when dinner is ready instead of yelling up the stairs, down the I, stairs, or yeah, outside. Why not? That's as 2022 as it gets. Yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's just unbelievable. A survey of 2,000 parents of school-age children found the average kid will receive their first smartphone at 10 years old, but many parents are getting those 10-year-olds flip phones. That makes so so if they're calling like kids down the street for dinner, do they just like blare their favorite TikTok tune down Who the street knows? or something? Okay. It used to be your mom would just yell. Some moms Correct. had bells. Some moms <laughs> blew a whistle. You know, you just knew you had like five minutes to get home for dinner or yep. whatever like that. So, yeah, now. But, yeah, so that's the one thing. Even though parents say they trust their kids with the technology, 10, 11, 12-year-olds, they're giving them flip phones. Unreal. I wouldn't know what to do with a phone when I was no, but, 12. But, <laughs> but they want to be able to have the, the way the to phone communicate, access. but we don't want to give them yeah. access to all the game. I mean, it's just too but much. But almost half of kids ages 6 to 18 could not identify a landline telephone. They no, didn't of know what it not. was. Yeah. Yeah. But of course anyway. not. So, But if you check into the hotel in. Um, what was it in Dallas with the the Kimpton Hotel with the champagne hotline that yeah, uses a landline? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Don yeah. on the other end. All right, that's it for theories. We'll be right back with uh, maybe some other headlines we didn't get to. Back to the Lori and Julia show, where talk is fun. My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. I want you to I don't have a machine gun, Kelly, for people who are going to the concert tonight. And um, Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne and, Le- and uh, Willow. I, I, 
Sounds fun. It totally it sounds, totally sounds so funny. funny. Yeah. So uh, Donna Mills is in London. They did the premiere of Nope. And on Monday on her Instagram, um, which obviously we don't follow because we were not we did not aware of this, but she posted it and she said, Does does the character Sandy from Greece look similar to me? Here's why. I know this story. Do you know this I story? Do. And after posing, she said, God, she puts on, you know, the black leather jacket. And then she said, did you know I went to school with Jim Jacobs? Jim Jacobs, who wrote Grease. Jim Jacobs, who used me as his model for Sandy. I didn't know it at the time, but I found out years later I was the original Sandy. And um, they both were in the same high school. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. School and attended Taft High School in Chicago. And, um, and in June 1978, Grease premiered in theaters, Sugar and Spice a la Donna Mills. Yes. They went to school together back in the day, and she left quite the little impression on him. I like both that, Donna, Donna. Both versions, and she yes. kind of dressed up like that. She's so darn cute. She is so cute. All right, so tonight there is a new show that is premiering called Pretty The Little Re- Liars on HBO Max. Well, that's yours. Okay. The one I was going to talk about is The Resort. And The Resort is a couple vacationing in Mexico gets drawn into a missing person's Ooh. mystery. It's Christian Malati from How I Met Your Mother and William Jackson Harper from The Good Place. It's supposed to be very good. And it's on it Peacock. On? Okay. And it basically is supposed to be, think, a cynical Nancy Drew mm-hmm. is married to a funky hardy boy. Okay. And at 10 years into the now stagnant relationship, and they go on this vacation to rekindle their lust, lust but come across... At a White Lotus-style resort. Um, Do you love all the name-dropping here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it gets you to the place of this. Mm -hmm. And you discover a 15-year-old unsolved mystery person's case. It's the escapist premiere of the night. It's an eight-episode thing, part comedy, part mystery. It's called The Resort, and it's on Peacock. And they're going to drop three tonight. Yeah. It kind of sounded good. Sounds good. I'd like to check that out. I think so. And yes, Pretty Little Liars, Original Sin, Mm -hmm. dropping on HBO Max. And then another thing that's happening is um, the um, Shark Week is going on. Oh, yeah. And so Sharks with Tracy Morgan is going to be on Discovery Channel at 7 o'clock. So, I mean, that's got to be interesting. They had one of one of the bartenders in Andy, William, Andy Williams, Andy Cohen. Cohen's Clubhouse last night, was a man who was bit by a shark mm-hmm. and was a former Marine SEAL. Mm-hmm. And he was attacked and he lost his hand and his leg. And so he was the bartender last night who perhaps Brandy Glanville hit on in a bar several years ago in L.A., mm-hmm. which was kind of funny. I think she's hit on everyone. Yeah. And he was talking about, you know, they were talking about what to do in a shark attack. And everyone's like, swim like hell. No. And then people are saying, punch it in the nose. And what he said to do, if you're swimming next to a shark, swim toward it, toward it, act like a predator, be big. And then when you get near it, punch it in the face. 
I don't know who I, could do I, that. I'm never planning on being in this situation. It's like the that? bear advice, okay? Right. It all sounds Make so good in theory. Big. Don't run. Right. Every instinct would be every, to do the opposite. Every single instinct. My instinct is to flee, not fight. For anything. For, I, for, for many things. For many But I don't know how you don't flee a bear or a shark. I really, Lori, got to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. I don't either. Mm-mm. Did and you guys I, already talk about that shark attack? I think it was late last week, earlier this week. It was like the person didn't have a escape with like no scratches, but the shark actually like literally just bit into this big cage. I, I, I got to be able to find it. But how yeah, does it was, that happen? Either? I don't know. I don't know how like that was possible, but. TBD, uh, you'll update us tomorrow. I will, I will. A little little teaser for your Friday. Little teaser. Well, there's been sharks have been a regular part of the all the morning news shows. They've well, really had there have been so many sightings. I'm worried New Smyrna Beach, Florida is gonna lose the shark bite capital of the world. Because they're going up the coast. Well, but they I guess always go up the coast and it's in no danger of losing that status, even though there's been a lot of biting around Long Island, Fire Island. You know, yeah. a lot, you know, Cape Cod. I mean, but there's a few shark bites, uh, you know, where sharks are in the water and they're coming closer, apparently, is what's happening because, because of the warming change. in the water. Yes. Yeah. I'm not for it. I'm not for it at all. Listen, I barely get in the water. I don't need to worry about this. I know. That's why I like lakes. I like, you know, going, splashing about in my. Really, Jaws has ruined oceans for me. Jaws ruined it, but I've swam in them since. I have too. I have too, I but always, always with some trepidation. Yeah, it's in the back of your mind. Gee, yeah. I hope I don't look like, like a blubbery little seal right now. And a lady got attacked by a seal even the oh, other that day. Monk seal and the baby. Yes. Yeah, that was. Mm-mm. There's a reason I go to Vegas because yeah. it's far enough away from the coast that it's, there's no sharks. You're so and, funny, and you're a pool swimmer, yeah, aren't you, Josh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. correct. <laughs> correct. Yeah, you don't have and to I'm, worry about that in the pool. Vegas. And it's Vegas. Mm-hmm. I love a pool. I wonder how hot Vegas is right now with this hot thing going yeah, on. You know, 109. I, I, where it's been hot is Seattle. They they how got hot? they finally got in the heat dome. 95, 100. And they don't have air. It's 99 degrees in Vegas right now. Yeah. Oh, lovely. And but it's that good dry heat. Good dry heat. Oh, yeah. I remember, don't I, I love when people say I, that? Oh, I lived in Arizona. Nice. I lived in Phoenix for, what, three and a half, four years or something back in the day. Um, And I remember telling people how hot it is. And they're like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's dry heat. And I said, have you ever breathed in 110 degrees <laughs> through your nostrils? Mm-hmm. I took a sauna that was 125, 30 last weekend. It's it's hot. It's hot. It's hot. Crap. It's uncomfortable. And and it was back in the day when seats used to always have the metal clips in it to stick in the middle of it, you know, right, to, right. to clap down the vinyl. Right. And you'd sit on and you'd get like butt burn. Mm-hmm. Steering wheel burn. Yes. You know, anything burn. Yeah, that is true. Back in the day. So what's up for you tonight? Anything fun? I don't know. Are you cooking I'm a looking... big meal and no, God, entertaining? No. no. As one does. I Julia, I finally did a little I I made some good tuna salad the other oh, day. For, yeah. Yeah, I know it. And Casey was so happy. He's like, You haven't you haven't made one of your cold salads for me. I've been very lazy this summer. Well, you've been gone. Yeah. Summer on the road. I you've know. been like a band. 
I have you go out of town every weekend. You've got gigs here and there. You take, but you don't take a Greyhound there. No, you fly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you fly. It's beneath you, that Greyhound. <sighs> Too is many there stops. even a Greyhound anymore? Too many stops. Oh yeah, there yeah. is. There is. Okay. I, mean, feel, I feel like it's cheaper now to go to Greyhound than like ten years ago when I was using yeah. Greyhounds to go place to place. Yeah, remember yeah. the Mega Bus? Oh yeah, I remember the Casey's daughter would take that back from Chicago. Still a thing. Yeah. Is it still around? Yeah. Well, that's it. good. I'm Love glad it. that that's there. Thanks, All Josh. Right. All right, everybody, have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.